Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hi and welcome to the Dream Club. I'm Linda Mariano. My girl Brooke Boney is here. And each week we grab the biggest stories and culture off that shelf we polish them up for you so that they hit a little different. Oh, we've got so many great stories for you this week. Firstly, Linda, your milkshake, does it bring all the boys to the yard? I don't and when know. they get to the yard, do they know how to talk to you about consent or are they smashing you in the face with <laughs> ice cream like that government ad? We're going to dig right into it. We also want to talk about a lot of the things that have been happening this year with toxic masculinity um, with one of our favourites, Dr. Zach Seidler. Hey, I do just want to shout out some gorgeous sweethearts that have been hitting us up at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram. Please do let us know when and where you're listening from. And last episode, I was talking about how my Dream Club update was that I feel like in this realm of uncertainty and anxiety, I need more tips as to how to get through the times, how to get (laughs) through the days, help me self-soothe, you know, I'm a baby, what's my bottle? (laughs) What are your teat tips? (laughs) What are your teat tips? What are you feeding me? What am I chugging down? Georgie, you said, I found that while we've been in and out of lockdown, I've decided to have a hobby and do something that I enjoy at home. I adore my indoor garden. When I'm potting plants and watering, I don't feel cooped up or stuck at home. I love that Georgie is now a pothead. Georgie, I love it so much. I'm a big plant girl too. Um, I love Melly Mello. She sent in a whole bunch of tips. These are my favourites. Well, number one, be kind to yourself. Number two, do some self-care. Number three, talk to someone. Number four, practice acceptance and gratitude. Namaste. Namaste, Melly Mello. The soul in me respects the soul in you. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Look, the first thing I have to talk to you about is a series of short films that I indulged in last night, Ooh Brookie. La la. <laughs> Ooh la la. I'm getting arty. And, you know, sometimes I like to indulge in the arty side. But these were not satisfying at all. So as part of the Australian government's Respect Matters program, uh, there's an education platform. It's online. It's there as a tool for students, for teachers, for people that want to learn about appropriate sexual behaviour. So there's a series of videos that are there aimed at young people to teach them lessons about consent. Mm. Sounds very well-intentioned. Am I right? It does sound very well-intentioned, except that in this case, the government has absolutely butchered it. Everyone is slamming them on the internet. So the videos um, describe a situation between a younger man and a younger woman. To cross into the action zone, both people must agree. Do you want to try my milkshake? Yes, I do. It finishes with a girl smashing an ice cream in in the guy's face, uh, like a handful of ice cream. And they use analogies. um, So they don't use actual words for body parts like vagina and penis and Um, you know, whatever else you want to use to describe your um, body parts. They use weird euphemisms and metaphors for things and then use graphs to say what's a safe zone and what's not a safe zone. The only problem is, is that it's terribly confusing and there are a lot of experts who say that this actually doesn't help young people understand what consent is. In fact, it makes matters worse. 
It feels like the ultimate style over substance. They've gone, hey, let's hire an amazing director. Let's take all these references on board. We want it. How are we going to appeal to young people? We want it to be uh, really stylized. We want the shots to be amazing. We want it to hark back to these Wes Anderson films. We want the cinematography to be like this. And instead of talking about sex in plain, adult, simple terms, which is what young people most likely need, let's use metaphors. Hey, Brooke. I want to talk about having sex with you and forcing you to have sex, but I'm going to say I'm going to force you to drink my milkshake instead. <laughs> sounds so gross. Now, that's something that Brooke and I generally <laughs> use, but when you're learning important lessons, we need real talk. If we need real yeah. talk here. And it is very clear. Um, you know, we're laughing, but it's super clear to us, given everything that's happened over the last few months, that people are very confused about consent and people need guidance on this. There is a lot of literature out there. There are actually some pretty cool videos as well. I remember one from a few years back, probably six or seven years back, actually, about a cup of tea and offering someone a cup of tea. Um, this is a little bit of it here. If someone said yes to tea, started drinking it, and then passed out before they'd finished it, don't keep on pouring it down their throat. Take the tea away. Make sure they're safe, because unconscious people don't want tea. You see, it's actually not that hard. And they spent 7.8 million taxpayer dollars on this campaign. No. They most certainly did. So do you know what I say to that? Give me $7.8 million and I'll make you something better. Yeah, that's right. Give it to me and Brooke. We will do it. Do you know whose perspective I would love to hear on all of this? Give it to me, Boney. Dr. Zach Seidler. So Dr. Zach Seidler is a clinical psychologist, researcher, and leading men's mental health expert. He says if you meet him for a beer, don't get him started on gender politics. He's dedicated his academic and professional career towards further understanding men's mental health and masculinity. And Zach joins us now. Zach, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us about some of these really big issues. So what did you think of that milkshake consent video? Uh, it was just like, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> why did why why did nobody given the moment that we're in that really requires nuance, I guess. My main concern with it was, yeah, firstly, that it's extremely uh, childish and short-sighted, but m most importantly, that it just completely misses the mark. And it, it, again, talks down to young people, which is the worst thing that we can do in mm. this instance, rather than empowering them with, with knowledge. The, the whole thing is about sex. You can't just not talk about it. Mm. We don't need bullshit metaphors. I think the closest they get to mentioning sex is there's one moment where they say, for example, if you don't want to have the milkshake, for example, if you don't want someone to touch your butt. That's yeah, as far the touching as the it goes. Thing. And I have an issue with the fact that the the woman is the aggressor, which makes no sense when you look at the statistics around this stuff. And the milkshake metaphor, full stop, is kind of a bit strange. I'm not sure if they've heard of Khalees, but yeah, I yeah. think that there needs to be a, a deep understanding of what the in insinuations are there. Hype Williams did it better. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's a face slam moment for Australian media. It's a... Um... It's a tone-deaf moment. Hey, Zach, we also wanted to um, talk to you about some of the stuff that's been happening over the last few months. Um, obviously, uh, we're all a little bit pissed off. We're all a little bit sick of it. And some of that frustration was vented in regards to um, some of the characters that we saw on the reality TV show Maths. Um, one of them um, was displaying what some people were calling like really toxic traits, um, you know, uh, 
some, I guess some people were saying it was abusive. So I guess what we wanted to ask you was, do you think that when they show these sorts of behaviours on TV, that it's helpful um, for women to be able to identify that those sorts of traits are abusive? Or do you think that it's just harmful? Mm. I think the fact that women are doing the hard yards again is problematic. The fact that women are calling it out, the fact that women are you know, leading podcasts and writing articles, calling this guy out, and no men have stepped up really um, to call this out, let alone in the show where the men just somehow become walls and just mm. vanish into the distance while the women do you know, all of the, the emotional labour again. Um, so it would have been a really great opportunity whether or not we should be seeing this type of stuff on screen, it's been there for, for generations. Um, I think that, if anything, we should be able to get to the point where we can see this behaviour for what it is, we can get men calling it out, and we can see a resolution. I agree. I think as an as an avid maths watcher, as someone is- that wanted to see the drama unfold, there was such an extreme lack of accountability with those characters Mm. and so much avoidance. Like you said, the women doing the heavy lifting, you see a character like Alana pushing her husband on the show, Jason, to confront and communicate and talk about those sorts of issues and particularly about the kind of toxic masculinity and the psychological damage that was going on and then that being avoided time and time again. I think the key here is, you know, plenty of men are feeling extremely distanced and victimised by this whole dialogue that's going on at the moment. And and when it comes to stuff like this, they'll always just go, oh, he's a shit bloke and that's just how it is and I'm not one of them and I don't align with that. The issue is, is that if you are silent, you perpetuate the problem. You're complicit in it. And so the only way to prove to me and to everyone else that you're not a part of the problem is to stand up against it. And there's been just so few men coming out and being vocal. So not just in this context, but in like a broader societal context, what makes men behave in these sorts of ways? Mm. It's it's socialised over time. There's nothing biological, despite the fact that lots of people are going to believe that testosterone makes men angry. It's actually kind of the opposite. Um, so there's, there's nothing, you know, inbuilt within us that is going to force us into being the aggressor necessarily. Importantly, what happens is that masculinity is taught from a very young age to be something uh, that you need to attain, that you need to hold on to for dear life. But it's an unattainable standard that's really hard won and very easily lost, as we see um, time and time again. And when men feel like they've lost something, they tend to react in a way uh, to try and reattain that power and that privilege. And so what we need to do is get to a point where men come to terms with the fact that they're not losing out by you know, not necessarily being the breadwinner and being self-reliant all the time and always being stoic. We need flexibility here. We need guys to understand that there's a time and a place for everything and that if you just apply a hard and fast rule to your life, that's just not adaptable. That's just not the best way you're going to create relationships, have a good job, have a good family. Um, we need to be flexible. And in terms of pushing back on those established social norms, which is where this kind of framework exists, what would you say to women that are in circumstances where maybe they're watching a show like this or maybe they're just seeing it now out in the open and they're feeling like they might be in a relationship that's like that or that has that dynamic? 
I think the really sad stereotype that's going around at the moment is that this is just how men are. Having worked clinically for however many years and seen plenty of lovely, emotional, you know, rich men who really understand, you know, the nuances of of their behaviour, self-reflection is not a part of masculinity as it stands at the moment. And we need to get to a point where it is. But I really don't like the idea that the women are walking around being like, I'm never going to find a guy who's going to to come to a rom-com with me and just sit there and do something that I like, for instance. It's just, it's, it's sad that we're getting to the point because everyone then becomes, again, complicit in reinforcing this cycle. Men act shit, women expect shit, and we, we get in a very bad place over time. So hopefully women can hold on to a bit of hope and, and find um, what they deserve in many instances, which is, you know, love and, and enriched fulfilment and, and care and uh, compassion. Oh, Dr. Zach, you're giving us all hope here. <laughs> you Do you know what? That actually reminded me of. <laughs> that was so sweet. I felt like I was going to cry. <laughs> I know. And just sitting in the movie and watching it, even though <laughs> that example, it reminded exactly. me of when I forced my boyfriend to sit and come and watch Little Women with me. <laughs> he couldn't understand. He's like, Greta Gerwig never met her. <laughs> Oh, thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Thank you so much. No problems, guys. Lovely to chat. Brooke Barney, Linda Mariano, bringing you the Dream Club. And that brings us to our last topic for Dream Club this week, Lindy. Yes. So there is a very famous beauty YouTuber. He's probably one of the most successful in the world. He's racked up a bunch of beauty sponsorship deals. His name is James Charles. He apologized recently for flirting with underage fans on Snapchat, saying that he effed up. And now there's been an outburst from YouTube saying that they are demonetizing his channel, which is massive it's news. It's a huge move. It's a huge call for YouTube because they don't do this often. Yeah, it always seems like they're really reluctant to provide any sort of social commentary or to tell us where the borders are around certain behaviours. I mean, there are all of those like really radical alt-right um, platforms that say pretty awful things about race, about women, about a whole bunch of different um, uh, minority groups. And then there are just there's outright hate speech as well so for them to be able to step in and say actually no this is where we draw the line illegal behavior or inappropriate behavior between one of our biggest stars and their interactions not even on our platform but on another platform with underage people is a huge step for them a huge step and they could really come under fire here because you know a lot of those people in in the states they're really protective around freedom of speech arguments and this is why YouTube have often gotten away with allowing those right-wing conservatives that have millions upon millions of followers on YouTube to keep going. The interesting thing about YouTube as well is that they don't have much transparency around that freedom of speech movement too, which is why when they do decide to single someone out and call them out and demonetize their channels, it makes really big news. Do you know, it does make me feel, and I know that this is like a really, really mm-hmm. uncomfortable conversation to have, but it makes me feel like a little bit sorry for some of the younger guys who were accused of this sort of stuff. It reminds me of the character Jerry from that really huge Netflix show, Cheer. So basically it's a, a group of cheerleaders. That's he was like right. one of the, he was the star he was, of the show. Was painted so, in, he was painted in such a favourable mm. light because he was this young 
came up in kind of a broken household, didn't he? He was gay. He was like really shown as this tragedy to triumph story. Yeah. And when like I went over there to interview them and they were all so gorgeous and he was such an enthusiastic and lovely person. Anyway, it came out a couple of months later that he had been doing similar things, some of them just a bit inappropriate, but some of them turns out were illegal and he was doing things like soliciting photographs of people who were underage, which is disgusting. But it sort of made me think, oh, this is so unbelievably sad because, you know, obviously someone has done something to him during his life that Mm. has made him behave this way and then he's inflicting that sort of pain on others. And it's definitely inappropriate and not okay and, you know, no one should be subjected to that. But it's tinged with a real bit of, of sadness and sort of melancholy around it as well, isn't it? It is. And I guess it kind of goes back to what Dr. Zach was saying earlier, which is that we need to kind of change those social norms in terms of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable behaviour. And teaching them at a young age, not through a milkshake consent ad is probably the way to go about it. Yeah, that's right, Lindy. Really, really big conversations. Really, really sad. But good to see that YouTube is is taking a stand against something like this. Mm. Dream Club gets yeah, Time for us to do our sweetest time of the week, which is our DMs. Let's catch up. Let's talk about what's on our brains. What are we dreaming about this week? You know, Lindy, I'm just sort of longing for an experience that makes my heart beat a bit faster. You know, this like the monotony of, of everyday life and not having travel to look forward to, not having gigs to look forward to. I feel like it's sort of starting to come to an end. I mean, we saw the first big festival come back last weekend, which was super exciting to see. And also a little festival festival that happened uh, right here where we got to sing some beautiful karaoke. You know, those moments of um, sort of real connection and like sheer joy, um, I think that they are like the essence of life. You know, they give us something to live for, something to look forward to. So, you know, I think we're slowly coming out of that funk period. And, and I don't mean funk as in like the style of music. I mean like the funk of, of being locked down, of, of living through a pandemic. I can feel it. I can feel it coming like the weekend. We're coming out of the funk and into the real funk. And what Brookie's referring to is the fact that it was Brooke's birthday last week. We had dinner. We had karaoke. Brooke was belting out things like heaven is a place on earth. We were belting out WAP. We were belting out a whole new world. The we did to Aladdin, do it together. And it was, I think what you're saying at the core here is bring back silliness. Bring back silliness. Bring back a bit of silliness. Bring back joy. Lindy, what are you dreaming? Oh, okay. I'm dreaming about... So we talked about some TV earlier today. And look, I dipped into the brand new uh, season of MasterChef this week, which is kicked off. And you're watching all these contestants come in. They're cooking stuff. I'm getting hungry constantly. I am constantly hungry. That's just the foundational level of how we operate here on the Dream Club. 
but there was a boy that was cooking one of our favourite dishes, bro. What was it? He was making a congee. Oh, man, it's congee season, it's isn't it? It's congee <gasps> season. Okay, I just thought of another great idea. What? Um, I think that we should do like an Instagram live and teach people how to make congee. Oh, that would be divine. We could make it with my mum, Janet. That is a perfect idea because you could be at your mum's house. I could be at my house. And then we could just be all little congee masters together. We love it because it's cozy territory. Conjee we time. are congeeing it up. We are congee, congeeing, conjuring. I'm trying to combine the words conjure and congee. I like Doesn't it. Doesn't really, whatever. You know what I'm saying. We want to make congees. We want to get cozy. We want to have that delicious Asian-inspired brothy, porridgey rice okay. dish, which can be vegetarian, can be meat. You know, the world's your oyster with a congee. All right. Do you know what? Let's do it on Sunday night. When I get home from Melbourne, it's on. It is on. Congee it's con. time. <laughs> it's con. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Dream Club. We're going to be back next Wednesday with very congee-filled bellies. Until then, join our Dream Club and follow us at The Dream Club Podcast on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button, yo. We don't want you to miss any episodes. Leave us a cheeky little review. Tag us in a pic. Show us where you're listening from and tell a sweet friend this week because, you know, we love friends. Or tell a friend who needs to wake the hell up Yeah. because then this will help them wake up to themselves. Okay. Keep rolling. Uh, who? I, I, I think you did it last week. Good. Hello. The bubble, the bubble, the bubble, the buble. Often I forget. I forget. <laughs> Listener.